You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. It's precisely 8 minutes after 8 p.m. Central African Time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome to another spiritual evening of the Olive Tree. Live and exclusive to Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. As always, we're coming to you live from the beautiful mother city of Cape Town, from our wonderful Musalla Yunus out in Panorama, northern suburbs of Cape Town. And subhanallah, 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 just minutes ago it began to really rain and come down so beautiful. And we are taught a beautiful dua whenever it rains. Allahumma soyiban nafi'a. Oh Allah, let these rains be beneficial. Now I'm told it's uh, a little weird. <laughs> I don't know if I can use that word. But I'm told it's weird for Cape Town to get rains during the summer. Cape Town is very different. It rains throughout the winter. Subhanallah. And summer, there's barely any rain. But Allah is kareem. And this shows us no one else. You know, people can call it climate control and climate change and uh, whatever, warming, global warming and all of these big, big terms. But at the end of the day, it is Allah and Allah alone that decides when that drop of rain must fall from that beautiful cloud. And every single drop takes the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before it falls to the ground. Now, whilst we may feel okay, we are living here for so many years and we don't need rain during summer, but the plants need rain, the trees need rain, the roses in the garden need rain. Subhanallah, the Lord needs rain. And all of that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's way and system of sustaining these beautiful creatures. Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah. May Allah bless us with beneficial rains, uh, be it summer, winter, autumn or spring. It is Allah and Allah alone that will decide when this rain must come down. So yeah, alhamdulillah, beautiful rains here in the northern suburbs. And Cape Town is strange. Cape Town, I don't know if there are listeners out in, in the city center or in Sea Point or Green Point or Yellow Point or Red Point. I don't know what's the points here in Cape Town also. But uh, maybe you can, you can message us and tell us if it's raining in your part of the world here in Cape Town. Because, you know, it can be raining here. And just one or two kilometers away, it's dry as a bone. Subhanallah. Yet again, it teaches us the, the, the qudrat and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how Allah controls where the rain must fall. Subhanallah, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's amazing, amazing. When you think about, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he reminds us time and time again. Uh, 
إن في خلق السماوات والأرض واختلاف الليل والنهار لآيات لأولي الألباب In everything there are signs This rain that's falling right now It's a sign of the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And perhaps, perhaps I'm saying I don't know Perhaps it's not raining out in, in green point or sea point, yellow point, whatever point that is called. That just shows us more and displays to us more the qudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It might not even be raining as close as uh, from here, maybe down to century city side. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You are in Johannesburg and it's raining in Mayfair and you just take a little drive not too far uh, from Mayfair, maybe you drive up to what, Fordsburg or to Mayfair West or to Crosby and it's not raining at all. It can be raining in Overport and it's not raining in Musgrave. So yeah, this is the qudrat and power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But nonetheless, it's good, good, good to be back with you. And uh, wow, the weeks are just going by. The weeks are just flying by. We read the dua, Allahumma barik lana fi sha'ban wa ballighna ramadan. Oh Allah, grant us barakah and blessings in the month of sha'ban and allow us to see the blessed month of Ramadan Sharif. We are going to open up our lines now as well as our WhatsApp messages. You can call in on 087-809-4578. That's 087-809-4578. Or you could WhatsApp us. No, that's not the WhatsApp number. Okay, I will have to check what is this WhatsApp number. Subhanallah, somebody wrote a 786 number here on the back. You know, because I only use this phone uh, once a week for this particular program, so I don't even know what is the number on this WhatsApp. Subhanallah, subhanallah. And you know what's the beauty? I don't even know how to check it. La ilaha illallah. Okay, here we go. We're making some progress. 067-914-8154. All right, let me just jot that down on this piece of paper. I actually had Mufti Subs. I think that is Mufti Subs WhatsApp number. But anyway, 067-914-8154. That's the WhatsApp number, inshallah. You can send us your WhatsApp messages. And uh, Alhamdulillah, perhaps you'd like to read something for us on the, and, and, and send us a voice note. Alhamdulillah, it's been working out quite well on the olive tree. You know, you know what I would have preferred? The Olive Express. Because we had the Midnight Express. Maybe we must just, Mufti Sahib is going to shout me now. Because I made him do a new poster for the olive tree. And now I'm going to tell him, Mufti Sahib, we're changing it to the Olive Express. 
<laughs> but alhamdulillah, Mufti Sahib is very, very forbearing and uh, alhamdulillah. He's like a father to us, so we can just go to him and tell him, you know, uh, we want to change the name to the Olive Express. Okay, let's go with the Olive Express. Welcome. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome to the Olive Express. Live and exclusive to Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah on the Mubarak night of Laylatul Jumu'ah. It's the best of nights, it's the best of days. And from amongst the Sunnats on the day of Jumu'ah, this is something that we need to start practicing on, is we will get up early, we will take a nice bath, a ghusl. Hmm? We will use the miswak. Just today I was telling the students about the importance of the miswak. So the student asked me a good question. He said, Molana, we know that when we go to the toilet, we have to cover our hair. Is it okay if I wear a cap, you know, the normal caps, and not my topi? And then his logic was, the cap has holes in it, but so does my topi. You know, although the threads are much more tighter, but it also has holes. So I explained to him. I said, look, today we had learned about the miswak, the beautiful sunnah of the miswak. And when you use a miswak, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala multiplies the reward of a person's salah 70 times. So then I asked him, if you take your normal toothbrush, Colgate toothbrush, Oral-B toothbrush, Sensodyne toothbrush, uh, close-up toothbrush, I don't know what's the other brands of the toothbrush, but whatever brand it is, it doesn't matter. If you take your toothbrush and just brush your teeth before reading Salah, are you going to get 70 times more reward because you used your toothbrush? So he said, no, I won't. Even if you brush from now till Isha, okay, uh, in most places Isha is already in, but here in Cape Town, Isha it only comes in about five past nine. So I'm saying for the next 45 minutes, if I had to take my toothbrush and start brushing my teeth from now right till Isha Azan, will I get 70 times more reward in my salah? So the answer is no, because that reward is exclusive to the miswak. So similarly, as Muslims, when we have to go into the bathroom, the topi is something that remains on our head day and night, not the cap. Day and night, the topi must stay on our head. So when we go into the toilet and we are covering our heads with the topi, then only will we get thawab. Whilst there may be nothing wrong in wearing the cap, why do you want to substitute such a beautiful sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam for such an ugly Western ideology like a cap. So the Western world, they want to fool us. Just 
substitute everything, all the sunnah, substitute the miswak for the toothbrush, substitute the topi for the cap, substitute the scarf for, I don't know what, uh, substitute everything. So we must be very, very careful when it comes to these type of things that we do not give up our roots. We hold very, very strongly onto the roots that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us and hold very strongly onto the sunnah that our beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us. And by that way, inshallah, it's just reward upon reward upon reward. So I was saying the sunnahs on the day of Jumu'ah, we get up early. We take a ghusl, we take a nice bath, ensure that we are nice and clean. We use the miswak, right? We apply some itar. This applies to the boys, the girls. No, 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 no perfume, please. You must not put perfume. But the boys are going to put perfume and itar, inshallah. Then the boys and the girls, we must clip our nails, right? Don't let them grow into claws. <laughs> Don't let our, our nails grow into claws. So we must cut our nails. And if we're struggling, then go and ask your mummy to help you cut your nails. And then we wear our best clothing. And you know what is the best color for a Muslim? A young little boy? The best color is white. So you take out a white, white, white stunning white kurta and stunning trousers that is above your ankles a stunning topi if you want to wear an amama and a turban alhamdulillah nurun ala nur and go early to the masjid inshallah thumma inshallah so these are the sunnats that we must try or some of the sunnats that we must try to practice upon on the day of jumu'ah inshallah all right, you can uh, call us on 087-809-4578 or you can WhatsApp us on 067-914-8154. 067-914-8154. All right, we've got our first two messages that came in uh, all the way from Zambia. Inshallah, let's listen in. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Adam Fontipata Zambia. I'm five years old. Today I'm going to read two letters called Today I'm going to read two letters Wow, that was absolutely beautiful. Masha Allah, Allah reward you. 
Allah bless you and Allah make you a strong Hafizul Quran and an alim inshallah that will be practicing on the Quran Sharif and helping the community of Lusaka, Zambia to get stronger and stronger in our deen. MashaAllah. Allah reward you. All right, we have another message from Lusaka. Let's listen in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Zambia and four years old. Mashallah, four-year-old, Mashallah, reciting beautiful, stunning Quran Sharif, and Alhamdulillah, it's so good you live near Chipata, eh? You know, in Chipata, I remember, I had to do a program once, I think it was a Midnight Express. I did a Midnight Express from Chipata, and we did it at the school, and the school's name was so strange for me. It was called Luangwa uh, uh, Chongololo School. <laughs> what was it called? Chongololo School. So my good friend, Usman by Collector, he lives there. I told him, how you name this thing Chongololo? So I, I, I don't know whether it's a real thing or not, but when we were in uh, school in Zimbabwe, then you used to get those centipedes, you know, it's like a little long uh, ho-ho, <laughs> calling it a ho-ho. And it's got 101 legs. And when you touch that thing, then it curls up immediately. So that is what we used to call a chongololo. <laughs> so now, mashallah, they named the school Chongololo School. I don't know if Chongololo School is still existing. Maybe someone from Zambia can tell me. Uh, where the Chongololo school is, is still existing there. But yeah, good memories always of, of Zambia. And uh, Alhamdulillah, good, good memories of, you know, once I got stuck in, in the Luangwa game reserve. Uh, Usman Bai was with me, few friends. Uh, <laughs> okay, somebody's telling me it still exists, <laughs> Chongololo school, eh? Yeah, so, so we, are, we, we were out on a game drive and, and, and it was the raining season, you know. Generally, you don't go into the game drive when it's a raining season because it's very remote. It's very, very muddy and what have you. And we got stuck. La ilaha illallah. I think we got stuck for one, two hours there. They had to bring another uh, 
what you call those Land Rovers or something, and they had to tow us out. But yeah, it, it, was, it was all part of the good experience of Zambia, alhamdulillah. And you know what's also good in Zambia? Uh, it's the fishing, the fishing. Okay, the hunting, I know a lot of people do hunting in, in Zambia. That's not my thing really, but the fishing, yeah, the fishing is something that I really enjoy. I remember there in the Luangwa Game Reserve, the one afternoon we had a bit of time. So we were staying not too far from the, from the river. And uh, I, went to, I went to go and join one of the uncles that was fishing. Alhamdulillah, we caught one, two. Here in Jobal, they call it karpar, you know, karpar. Uh, but we regard it as bream fish. Uh, really gives you a big fight. Alhamdulillah. So yeah, uh, fishing is really good in Zambia also. And especially if you go down to the Kariba Dam. Uh, now, the, the Kariba is in Zimbabwe, right? I'm proudly Zimbabwean. So the Kariba is in Zimbabwe. To all the Zambians, please know that Kariba and the, the Victoria Falls, it belongs to Zimbabwe. There's always this fight between Zambians and Zimbabweans that the view is better on the Zambian side. And the, no, no, it's Zimbabwe. Eh? Please, let's not, let's not debate that one there. It belongs to Zimbabwe. All right. Uh, we have another message here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. How are you, Molana? Alhamdulillah. Well, I still remember you being my Molana in grade four back in Harare, Zimbabwe. Okay, this one is from Zamze. Eh? Molana, my daughter wants to pray dua for rain. Okay, it doesn't say who it is, so I can't remember who I taught in grade four in Zimbabwe and in what year. You know, we, 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 we're getting a bit gray now on top. <laughs> the hair is getting a bit gray, whatever's left of it. But yeah, so I, 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 uh, I don't know. Okay, let's listen. Maybe we'll pick up. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's listen to the du'as, inshallah. There's about, what, four, one, two, three, four, five messages here. I'll play them back to back. Absolutely riveting. Okay. My children are reminding me that you finished telling the story about the monkeys. Don't say it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to talk about the monkeys in, in, in Zambia. But yeah, I tell you about the monkeys in Zimbabwe, but <laughs> there's a lot of monkeys in Zimbabwe as well. But yeah, alhamdulillah. Allah pak reward this little baby, alhamdulillah. Allahumma sayyiban nafi'a. And then the rain stopped. So we say, Allahumma sqina, Allahumma aghithna. Ya Allah, bless us with beautiful rain. Ya Allah, shower your rains upon us. Alhamdulillah. This morning at Fajr time it was raining and now, Alhamdulillah, just after Maghrib, it started raining again. And inshallah it will, it will rain some more because the plants, I, I, you know, sometimes... 
I don't know if I should tell you this, but I feel sorry for the plants, you know. I really, really feel sorry for the plants and the grass. It's so hot. Sometimes it's so, so, so hot here. La ilaha illallah. And it's so humid. I never knew in all my life, I never knew that Cape Town can get as hot as Durban, if not hotter. If not hotter. I haven't been to Durban in summer for many, many, many years now. But if memory serves me correct, then Durban does get very hot and humid in summer. But Cape Town, Cape Town in January, and I'm told February is the hottest month. Uh, so these past two months, one and a half months, has really, really been hot here. But alhamdulillah, I got up this morning and I was driving a little bit, you know, from, from Panorama to uh, a place called N1 City. It's not too far from me. And I looked, it was overcast, right? So I didn't have to switch on the aircon this morning, alhamdulillah. Uh, it was warm, it was about 22 degrees, 23 degrees, but it was completely overcast. And I got this most perfect view of the mountain. In fact, because of how the clouds were on top of the mountain, it was like a topi on top of the mountain, right? Uh, the mountain just looked different to me. I could actually see all the contours and the, and, and the shape uh, perfectly of the mountain. Alhamdulillah, I'm talking about Table Mountain here. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great, you know. Uh, a lot of people say that Cape Town is like a permanent holiday. Hmm? Because it has all this beauty and, 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 and tranquility and mountains and greenery all around you. You know, there's, there's, there's palm trees and yeah, it's really amazing. But equally amazing is the amount of work that is needed here in Cape Town. There's so little makatib, so little maktabs and madrasas here. It's amazing amazing and inshallah i want every little one of you to make dua for me make dua for my family that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to fulfill this mission of uh, imparting deen to the young to the old to everyone here uh, in a manner that pleases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we can open up many, many makatib and madrasas and masajid, inshallah. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us this opportunity of making khidmat of deen. All right. Uh, the WhatsApp number is 067-914-8154. That's 067-914-8154. If you want to call in, you can call in on 87 809-4578 that's 087-809-4578 uh, my engineer Luke Corlo this evening uh, thank you very much for being with us uh, let's take a little break let's listen to some beautiful nasheeds inshallah while we wait for your calls and your messages Inna Allahu illa Allah Allahu Allah Allah Inna Allahu illa Allah Allahu Allah Allah Inna Allahu illa Allah Allahu Allah Allah Inna Allahu illa Allah 
It's 23 minutes before 9 p.m. Central African time. It's the Olive Express live and exclusive to Murkas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. You can WhatsApp us on 067-914-8154. Send us your voice notes. Send us your messages. Or you could call in live on 087-809-4578. Only on Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Now, this coming weekend, I think it's on Saturday. For those of you that are living in Lens, there's a wonderful program that's taking place at uh, the Khanka Sheikh Zakaria. So please remind your older brothers Remind your fathers, remind your uncles, remind your dadas, your mamajis, your chachas, you know, the whole swing that we send messages to normally. Remind them to try to attend this program. It's very, very, all our senior, senior maulanas and ulama, they are going to be present there. So alhamdulillah, at least we can take some benefit from them, inshallah, thumma inshallah. Alhamdulillah, it's the night of Jumu'ah, and of course we think of beautiful, serene Medina Munawwara. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I'm sure that the two and a half thousand people that have been um, elected or selected from the lists that will be going for Hajj, they are thoroughly excited. But equally so, we must start preparing for Hajj from now. It's not only about buying the ihram and taking the correct medication with and ensuring that you pack this and pack that. It's more the spiritual preparation. The spiritual preparation for hajj is something that uh, months before we must already begin. From now, uh, it's never too late. From now, we must start preparing for our hajj. And of course, preparing for the blessed month of Ramadan, that will just help us as a booster, you know, 
uh, it will boost us and give us that 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 drive so that we are ready to 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 receive the the the, the months of Hajj. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, Ramadan is just a nickel away. Hmm? It's so close. Uh, just a few more weeks, and we will be entering the blessed month of Ramadan. And wow, Subhanallah! I'm sure many of you are going to keep fast. Those that were keeping half day last year, we're going to try to keep a full day's fast. Hmm? Even if we have to keep two, miss one, keep another three, miss one for the small TikToks, eh? Not for the bigger children, but for you that are growing up already, alhamdulillah, and start keeping this fast, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all strength. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us in the blessed month of Ramadan. Last year, Ramadan, I was in Turkey. In Turkey, uh, it was just after the earthquake had taken place. And I spent about 10 or 12 days in Turkey. And subhanallah, it was so different, so eye-opening, you know, uh, so different. Uh, subhanallah, lots and lots of lessons. You see those small children coming every day into a tent, uh, having to collect the iftar. And they eat something called bulgur, bulgur rice. It's like a rice, but a bit more thicker than rice. They have that with a little bit of mutton curry or chicken curry or whatever it is. But imagine the whole Ramadan, they had to stand in a queue, wait for the iftar, then have the iftar. And I remember the one day we had bought some cakes. We found a bakery probably one of the only uh, existing buildings that was still standing there and still operating. And when I walked into the bakery and I told them I want, I think it was like 20 cakes, 30 cakes. They were looking at me like something wrong with me. Who walks into a bakery and buys 20 or 30 cakes? But anyway, when we took it back, and we, we gave it to the children. They were so happy. Subhanallah. They, they, they appreciated it so much. Imagine, hey, a child that had lost everything uh, just about a month or 40 days after the earthquake and now being presented with something as small as a cake. As small as a cake. But brings so much of enjoyment, so much of excitement to that little child. So little one, Whatever we have in our homes, the cozy beds, the blankets, the pillows, the, the carpet, if we have carpets in our rooms, the, even if we have tiles in our rooms, whatever it is, that uh, the meal that we just had tonight, uh, the water that we are drinking, everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us is truly a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every day we must say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah, praise be to Allah, and praise be to Allah over and over again because it is Allah who has given it to us. And if Allah wills, I mean, look at Gaza, look at Palestine. People were living in their apartments, in their flats, they were taken out. Their homes were bombed. They then moved to the city center. Maybe they went and stayed with some family, some relatives. 
Then they were taken out of them. They were moved again. Right to Rafah now. And now they are sleeping in tents. And it's cold. And, and the winters are just like Cape Town winters. Because it's raining. And it's cold. And it's wet. And subhanallah. 1.5 million people are there. And now the Israelis are telling them that they have to relocate again. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? I'm seeing strange reports that Egypt is now blocking off like a certain section in the desert. And it's like they're going to throw these people like animals. Astaghfirullah. They're going to take them and they're building these high, high uh, concrete blocks. I've seen that in other parts of the world. It's really scary. And imagine, you, 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 you're in a jail. You're surrounded by all this concrete blocks. How? Ramadan is three weeks away. May Allah give the Egyptian government hidayat. May Allah bless them with hidayat. May Allah allow them to understand that they cannot do this to our children of Palestine. They cannot put them into... Huh? They're saying that, no, we are going to pave it huh? 10 days. They're giving 10 days to do all. Subhanallah. Little ones, I want you to make a special dua tonight for the people and the children of Gaza. Really, they are suffering. They are getting sick. Many of them don't have food. I've seen people eating grass leaves, whatever they can get, the water is dirty, they're drinking it, people are getting sick, there's no blankets, there's no raincoats, there's no even food and aid that's currently getting in. It's just like drops, you know, drops. Alhamdulillah, few weeks back, maybe a month or two, at least then there was a, quite a bit of aid that was getting in. Now, people are not even talking about it. But the reality is, there's nothing getting in. Very, very little that's getting in. So people are really suffering there. And we must make a lot of dua that Allah gives the Egyptians hidayat. Allah give them hidayat. Allah give them hidayat. Ya Allah give the Egyptians hidayat. Ya Allah open their eyes to see what is happening. Our people cannot be punished like this year. They cannot be going through suffering like this year. Hmm? So, little ones, you make a lot of dua, inshallah. We are taking your calls 087-809-4578 087-809-4578 or your WhatsApp messages on 067-914-8154 Alright, we're going to ask Lukolo, our engineer, if you can find a nasheed for us on Palestine, anything on Palestine. We've been talking about Palestine now for the last few minutes, and uh, it will be good if we can listen to a beautiful nasheed on Palestine. Let's take a quick break, inshallah. When we come back, we're taking your calls. 087-809-4578. Your WhatsApp messages on 067 914 8154. It's the Olive Express. 
live and exclusive to Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Stay with us. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Every day before dawn the roosters would call before Fajr Salah was performed. Then labor and toil in the field so in seed we would witness the farm transform. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Then the day came I will never forget when they pulled our roots from the soil. They slashed every vine and they chopped every tree, every chicken inside they killed. I was a grapevine in Palestine and I have a story to tell. The farmers watched in vain, filled with tears and pain, as the bullets went flying in. Oh, what a price to pay, pay for this land, this land of Palestine. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. I was a grapevine in Palestine where I lived with a family on a farm. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah Wow, that is such an old nasheed. I actually forgot the words, the lyrics of that nasheed, but I was just listening very deeply to the words, and it tells you this beautiful, or, or rather the sad story of the great vine in Palestine and how the, 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 the Israelis came and bombed the chickens and yeah, you know, it's from where to where have we gone? It's, it's really frightening when you think about it. But anyway, uh, I think we've spoken quite a bit about Palestine and uh, I know that you are going to make dua. I know that Allah is going to listen to your du'as and please make a lot of du'a that Allah gives hidayah to the Egyptian government. Uh, they are playing such a such an important role in all of this here, being the neighbors and, and what have you. Uh, Allah must, must, must open up a different route, you know, for the people of Palestine. It's so, so hard, so it's so painful. But gee, alhamdulillah, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Qur'an, لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا Allah will not test you beyond your means. And, and you think to yourself, wow, 28,000, if not more, people are dead. How much more? We think to ourselves, how much more? But Allah is so Rahim, Allah is so Kareem. All those people that passed away today, 
the green, beautiful birds, you know, the most beautiful colors you can think of. And they are flying around in Jannat. And subhanAllah, Allah is giving them food, Allah is giving them water, Allah is giving them drink. Imagine they're just sitting on the, on the lampshades of the arsh, the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine what peace a two-year-old baby must be experiencing now. Gee, it's really, really painful, you know, when you think about it. But Allah has His plan, and Allah's plan is a working plan, and it is the ultimate plan, and it is the only plan that will be successful. So we must trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help when help is needed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how he's going to help, in what way he's going to help. Allah can use different, different armies to help. Hmm? Allah can use the army of the ants. I, I read a report, listen to this, I read a report whereby the stray dogs, you know, you get stray dogs, dogs that just live in the street, they don't belong to anyone, they're not trained, but the stray dogs in Gaza have started attacking the soldiers in Gaza, the, the, the Israeli soldiers. So, uh, you know, this is the help of Allah coming in different, different ways. Allah has his armies. Allah doesn't need to send a missile. And if Allah wishes to send a missile, then Allah can make a missile go. If Allah wants the dogs to fight the war, Allah will use the dogs. If Allah wants to use, look at the story of, of, of Abraha and Ababil. We read it almost every day. The army of elephants. You know, you think that this army is coming with big, big Makaba tanks, armored tanks. And there, the Makaba tank of that time was the elephant. Subhanallah, such a huge creature coming on these elephants. And Allah sent a little bird, little bird, Ababil, with the stone. And he threw that stone down and he came down like a missile, like a bullet, like a, a hollow point bullet. It just went through everything and he killed everyone. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has his ways. Allah can send stones from the sky. Allah can do different, different things. Allah can send a tornado tomorrow that can wipe out the whole of Tel Aviv and Israel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send a hurricane. Allah can send strong winds. He can send floods. He can send an earthquake. These Jews, they can do what they want. We have Allah on our side. And our Allah is more greater than any iron dome. Allah is greater than more any missile, any bullet, any grenade, any uh, super agent, whatever they want to call themselves. They're not super, they're stupid agents. Allah is greater. And Allah will punish. And Allah's stick, when it comes down, then Allah will sort them all out. Hmm? Allah will finish them all up. So we mustn't be scared and we must continue turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must continue taking out sadaqah. Yes, at the moment it's very difficult to send aid into Palestine. 
but Allah will open up another road and Allah will make a means so that food and water and medicines and blankets and everything will reach the children of Palestine. But we must just carry on with dua, 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 dua. Whatever we read, give the thawab to the people of Gaza, the children of Gaza, the, the, the mothers of Gaza, the wounded of Gaza, the doctors of Gaza, the journalists of Gaza. Every person there is like, subhanallah, they are so valuable in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's eyes. So we must continue turning and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, we knock once, maybe the person ignores. Knock again, knock again, knock again, keep knocking, Allah is going to open the door. And when the door opens, then the floods of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help is going to come through that door, gushing, gushing, gushing. And no person, no iron dome, no superpower, no genocide Joe, and no uh, government will be able to stop from the from the azab and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us that in the past history books and that is definitely on its way soon, very, very soon. We just need to be patient and continue turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's two minutes before 9 p.m. Central African time. It's going to bring us now to the close of this evening's uh, program, the Olive Express. Jazakallahu khairan for joining us and for being with us. And we ask of you to also make dua for me. Make a lot of dua for me. Make dua for my family. I will also make dua for you. May Allah grant you barakah. May Allah bless you. May Allah make us all huffaz and ulama and apas and muallimas. And Allah use us for his deen. And Allah keep us strong on iman. And when the time comes that we must die, Allah allow us to die with iman. So until we meet again next week, same time, same place. في أمان الله والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته